0: It's now time for The Real News Network with former blimp pilot and five-time Emmy Award winner, Houdini. Today on the news, an emotional support alligator named Wally denied entry into Philly Stadium. A chess grandmaster, Hans Neiman, denies using vibrating sex toys to cheat. And an Alabama band director who wouldn't stop performing at a football game is tased and arrested by the police. That's coming up later on The Chatter. going on everyone chuck and houdini with you you just heard that very good sounding newscaster say that the real news network is coming back yes that is what i mean that is what the chatter was was formed on we we did it years ago and the real news network is back but first things first let's start off talking some cincinnati Bengals because for the first time in a long time houdini i think you're having yourself a hell of a monday forget work the Bengals back to two and three What a wild turn of events with Joe Burrow. He wasn't throwing the ball down the field. He was the check down king. It looked like he couldn't play anymore. It looked like someone, literally the Monstars, came out and stole his talent. And in this one, he goes 36 for 46, 317 yards and three touchdowns. Warm up your hands, folks. The Bengals are fully back.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're having a much better Sunday than we did last week. I'll say that. And uh, with Joe Burrow, it looked like he literally forgot, to your point, to how to play football for four weeks. I jumped on the minus three initially, and then I saw the pregame outfit, and I started to panic a little bit. I mean, it, it looked like somebody's drunk grandma just sewed up a, a nice little sweater for him and, and sent him off to school. It, it, it made me very nervous. Um, I tried to cancel my bet. And then I saw him coming out with the Jordan 1 cleats on. And I'm like, all right, this guy might be throwing 300-plus today at a minimum. He did that. Jamar Chase, he was right. He's always fucking open. Um, he posted the 7-11 little picture. It looks like we got a little bit of our mojo back. So so I'm excited.
0: I got to tell you, though, yeah, Chase, 15 catches, 192 yards, and a trio of touchdowns. The 7-11 by my house in Pacifica, it, it closed at like 11 p.m. So all the time I'd get off the news at, I guess the show ended at 1130, San Francisco to Pacifica was about a half hour drive. So I'd, you know, be pulling up at 1205 and and it was closed. He should have posted a Waffle House picture. I think people would have understood
1: it more because I think some people saw it like, like Michaela, my girlfriend, for example, was like, what, what the hell is like he trying to, is he trying to serve like, you know, ice and shit? Like, I don't understand what's happening. And I'm like, no, it's because they're supposed to be open all the time. But to your point, yeah, Waffle House would have worked better, but. Either way, a W W's a W, and he went absolutely ballistic. So things are looking good, and I don't want to be dramatic about one game against Josh Dobbs, but the Super Bowl is back on the table. It it's
0: is. back on, baby. It's back on. Or he could have used a picture of a cookout, uh, number one on my MySpace top five. I think those are open 24-7. But going back to Burrow's outfit, man, and I, I saw it firsthand. Cause I get that behind the scenes pass as a, as a sportscaster. And you see these athletes show up in the outfits. Sometimes they wear those, those big ass red shoes. Like Debo Samuel would show up to games in those big red shoes that were like $5,000. And I just don't understand what athletes are doing. Do they meet up with each other? Like before these games, they're like, Hey, let's, let's throw five grand on who can be the biggest jackass with their outfit today. I mean, there's no way they think these look good. And, And I mean, they're, they're cool dudes.
1: I, I, I don't get it. I think it's almost like a test on society. They're like, how fucking stupid can we look and try to make it seem like it's cool? Like, those red shoes are absolutely ridiculous. You, They look like complete morons. They look like, like, like Ronald yeah,
0: McDonald shoes.
1: <laughs> like, literally. And it costs more than, like, the average person's home is these dumbass shoes to look like Ronald McDonald. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It almost seems just like a test on society of, of what we're willing to do and accept is, like, you know, high-end fashion. But either way, I guess he's going to have to wear that, you know, that drunk grandma sweater for the next, for until the foreseeable they lose. future. Yeah, yeah. And, and, until they lose.
0: And they got Seattle up next. Bengals are two and three. Let's run through it. Um, Trent Irwin gets it started with, with a few catches playing for the injured T. Higgins had the huge punt return. Irwin looked great out of the gate until he fell down on that play. But, uh, bro was yeah. getting it out quick on the opening drive, started off 10 for 10. Um, the second drive that the Bengals had stalled and they, and they get the field goal. Houda's are up 10 0. I'm feeling very good about it. Then the Cardinals rattle off 14 straight, and I'm sitting here thinking, oh no. Oh no. We sack again. What was going through your mind w- when the Cardinals took that four point lead? I mean, honestly, it wasn't
1: the same as the last few games at all. Just because Burrow, for the first time, like even the slightest maneuver, like he he missed a sack. I don't even think we got a, a we got a first down on the play but he actually maneuvered out of the pocket and I was like holy shit I haven't I haven't seen this all year like in a typical game like he's been playing throughout the year he would have had like 15 sacks cuz he was just sitting there like a wounded duck and he started to move so I actually felt good kind of circa the last couple of years where we go down and it's like this is a guaranteed live bet you got to lock in on the Bengals now so I actually felt pretty good about it and then the, what, the end of the first half when we did, and I, I don't understand why we love to go and shotgun.
0: Dude, I was, I, I I have it in the notes, man. I have it in the notes. And it's not just, bro, It's it's, it's, it goes down to the high school level. Everyone nowadays, when they're at the one-yard line or if it's fourth and inches, whatever it may be, they get in shotgun, and I don't understand it. We need Coach Broadbeck on to ask him or our guy Tim Banker um, to, to ask why football teams get in shotgun and add a yard and a half to two yards onto a play when you can literally just get under center. I mean, it was third and goal from probably the one and a half. So they had two chances to just punch it in. That's where you put Sam Hubbard in at fullback, and you just give it to Hubbard twice to run it in, or you just have Hubbard as the lead blocker. But no, they go into shotgun. They don't get it. But I'm really glad that they went with that play there and went for it on fourth down, even though they didn't get it instead of taking the three because it set up the Cam Taylor-Britt interception because Josh Dobbs was backed up into his own end zone, made the mistake, and from there... It was all who days, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful to watch. Uh, all feels well in the world again.
1: It really does. And, and Burrow was—we uh, not only won the game, and it wasn't like he was dinking and dunking. I mean, he had you know multiple deep balls that we had not seen all year. The the one thing from the you know lose defense can they maybe I understand their defenders. Can we work on catching a football? They should have had seven picks today. They can't catch a ball to save their lives. Granted, you know, the Camp Taylor britt and then uh Pratt had that one that really didn't matter at the end of the game, like fourth and two, and he caught that pick, but they should have had like twenty-five interceptions. They cannot catch a football to save their lives, but either way, hell of a game. Um, yeah, and everything just seems like, you know, if we get a win at Seattle next week, all of a sudden we're three and three, and then we got to run back. into Yeah,
0: we're, yeah back. we're back.
1: Then we got then we got San Fran, your 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 darling of the NFL. Um and the Bills back to back. So I mean, if we can just let's Let's not overlook one game at a time, Seattle Seahawks. Let's beat the shit out of Pete Carroll. That's what I want.
0: Pete Carroll, baby. Kind of reminds me of McConaughey. They got a few of those same mannerisms. If there was if there was a movie about Pete Carroll, I think McConaughey would be playing him. But uh, yeah, the deep ball for Joe Burrow was back. Threw one uh, through the air, 49.6 yards to chase. It was uh, the longest for any touchdown in his entire career. And, and that was just the type of moment that the Bengals needed. They get the W. They're now two and three. I've been saying it all year. Survive in advance. With that calf injury, it's going to get better every week, you would think. Survive in advance. And at this point, it's full send. Because the Bengals have, I don't know if they survived those first four weeks, but hey, the fact that they weren't in the same position as the Bears, where it was completely over, Bengals are back to two and three. They've survived. They've advanced. And now it really is go time, because Joe Burrow proved that uh, I think he's close to 100%. When he said, I feel great, and I, we were both sitting here kind of like, well, show it to us on the field. But yeah, show it to us on the field because it hasn't looked that way. I mean, it, it looked to me like he was back. He even ran for a first down I- at one point, and, and that was the first time we'd seen him trust his calf to run it this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't see anything that looked like he was off at all. So, I mean, he, he's, if not 100, he's close to 100%. It's wild the the drastic change that happened from week to week um and i guess we figured out just get the ball to jamar chase at at all costs like it doesn't matter we we had erwin was our second receiver today okay so they they were obviously focusing on jamar and and erwin did a hell of a job i mean i mean let's not get dramatic but uh you know t when t higgins comes back i don't hate um, getting Irwin a little bit of playing time because he did pretty well. And it's a shame that he fell down on that one throw because then Burrow gets that pick on his resume too, which I didn't think was warranted. Um, but all in all, great game. The defense, uh, again, they 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 let up some big plays, but um, they had the takeaways. They had the big takeaways that changed the entire game. So all around, the punter was actually, you know, punting the ball more than 30 yards as well, which is always a plus. So, um, Yeah. Everything is looking good in Cincinnati again.
0: No complaints about it. Hey, all is looking well in, uh, I guess, overseas right now for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They beat the Bills 25-20. That's two weeks in a row. They were on the Toy Story game last weekend, I think, in, in Germany. And this weekend, they were playing in London. I mean, hell, I guess no one in Jacksonville cares where their team's playing. They're just like, hey, our, our guys have been overseas for for two and a half weeks at this point. But uh, Trevor Lawrence of the Jags look good. Do you have any initial thoughts from that game, mainly due to the fact that they've been in Europe for the entire month of October and then some?
1: I was I love the I love the England game just because when you wake up Sunday, you can throw some on immediately. So I I do love that. Um, I, I do find it funny that Jacksonville, they're just like, yeah, we're you're like, there's definitely some diehard Jacksonville fan that is like just begging to just watch a game in Jacksonville and either they're in Andy's room in Toy Story or they're out in England, they clearly maybe move out of Jacksonville or maybe they just go full-time Toy Story. 16, 17 games a year, they are Trevor Lawrence's Buzz Lightyear. Maybe that's what they have to do, and it's always in England. Maybe they just are a permanent overseas team. But um, the game itself, I mean, I'm more interested in because those were two teams that um, I think everybody – put up there pretty high up as far as AFC contenders and the bills are very interesting. Like, I, I don't know. It's
0: Jacqueline I, I Hyde right the now.
1: Ban- right. It's just like every week is a different thing and they look like a juggernaut. I mean, they beat the brakes off of uh, the dolphins the other week. who was, you know, has looked very well as um, two. So yeah, I don't know. And I'm interested to see when we play um the bills here in the next couple of weeks what happens there because you know that's going to be a big one for us but um yeah i mean jacksonville's good i think they're they are who we thought they were solid team calvin ridley stopped gambling so he's allowed to play and he's a stud um so yeah jacksonville looks pretty good bills are, are solid as well so we'll see
0: colts beat the titans 23 16 titans just destroyed the Bengals last weekend and they fall to a colts team that i guess the minshew mania is real um they're, they're still going with Moss. Obviously, it's going to take Jonathan Taylor some time to get back into the thick of things. He just signed the extension with the Colts and only had a few carries. For all the fantasy owners out there that were fired up that Jonathan Taylor's back, you're going to have to wait until next weekend because he gave you some Dalvin Cook-like Jets numbers. But 23-16 Colts. Uh, the Saints beat the Patriots 34-0. I said on last week's show that both of these teams are ass. It appears that the Patriots are a very smelly. Ass. They lose 34-0 to the Saints. I mean, they are god awful. Mac Jones stinks.
1: I'm sorry, but Bill Belichick, like we're, we're talking the GOAT, the greatest coach ever. I without Tom Brady's. Right right Tom Brady's coattails for years. He is he is he has been dog shit. I mean, they've been absolutely atrocious. They spent all this money on skill, like Juju Smith is a receiver there. Nobody even knows that because I think he has like three catches this year. I don't know what Bill Belichick does at this point. Like, there's no way they're gonna fire him. But like, I how see. many years can he just get just absolutely ragdolled on national television before he's like, you know what? Maybe I should just like walk off into the sunset. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know about it because the Saints. I still don't think they're good, but they. Uh, I think the Saints went thirty-four are nothing. Well, maybe so. Well, the Patriots don't put up a single point. I actually had that in a 15 game parlay, um, including college football games. Just a you know a five to win 19,000. It's like my lottery ticket. I do it every weekend. It's flushing money down the toilet. Patriots are one of those teams at minus one. That one was over early. Steelers beat the Ravens 17-10. I think that's huge for the Bengals because Cincinnati should not be worried about Pittsburgh. A B, they get Pittsburgh twice, and now the Ravens fall to three and two. So it's a brand new race right now in the AFC North. uh The Falcons, 21, Texans, 19, two sneakily decent teams. Desmond Ritter goes over 300 yards for the first time in his career, had a couple of touchdowns. Lions beat the Panthers 42 24. The Giants absolutely stink. I mean, you thought the Patriots are bad. I think the Giants may be the worst team in the NFL. Dolphins take them down 31-16. Eagles beat the Rams 23-14. Zach Wilson, they take down Russell Wilson of the Broncos. The Jets do 31-21. Chiefs beat the Vikings 27-20. And the 49ers take care of business against the Cowboys. They are undefeated. How about those San Francisco 49ers on a collision course with the Cincinnati Bengals in a few weeks? Let's get into the Real News Network, man. We teased it at the beginning of the show. This is what makes the chatter great. We talk about the stories that other news outlets just don't cover. So let's get into it. An emotional support alligator named Wally was denied entry into a Philadelphia Phillies game. Now, this is a minute back. This happened in very late September, a few weeks ago. And and the Phillies are rolling the Braves right now. So there's no curse of Wally. This isn't like a Chicago Cubs billy goat situation. But essentially, a few weeks back, a Philadelphia Phillies fan brought an emotional support alligator, Wally, wonderful name, and they were denied entry into the game. They said, no, you can't bring this five-foot alligator on a leash. I don't care if it's your service animal. It's a fucking alligator. Um, So anyways, the guy posted about it on TikTok with the account Wally the Alligator. It now has over 100,000 subscribers, which is 100,000 more than we have, and we're working hard. I mean, all we have to do is, is go out there and steal an alligator from the pond at Disney World, which is literally what he did. And we could get some subscribers. So maybe we'll do it. But hey, um, he says that uh, this is a great quote from him. He says, this is a different alligator. He's not like other ones. I wouldn't advise that people go out there and get an alligator, but this one is different. You can reach into his mouth and rub his tongue. He just refuses to close his mouth. We don't know why. F around and find out, buddy. I mean, I know that crocodiles are a lot more dangerous than alligators, but what in the world is this is a real story. Could you imagine if you're a Phillies fan, you're showing up, you've had about seven drinks and a few cheese curds across the way, and you're like, hold up. what What is that?
1: I, I love the idea that this guy, like, he was shocked. Like, just based on all the statements, like, he was, he, he thought there was no question in his mind. Like, obviously, I'll get into the game with my support alligator, uh, why wouldn't what excuse it, it's like when you know excuse you me. bring a you bring a purse that's too big or something you know it, it that's how he's feeling when the purse is bigger than the you know the, the 10 by 12 or whatever that they allow in the stadium and they're like are you serious I can't bring this in and he's got a fucking six foot alligator that he's trying five to bring feet. into the fucking excuse me five feet I maybe the, it's actually, you know, when they put like um, they put a warning label on like Clorox, like do not drink. It's kind of like the same thing with with the alligator. The Phillies should have had a sign that said no alligator support animals are allowed into this establishment. And they probably are going to have to put that up because there's going to be a lot of people trying to get those gators in. And to your point, I don't see why we don't do this as a publicity stunt. We get like a fucking ape from the zoo. And try to bring him in like Harambe night or something. And then all of a sudden, the chatter is blown up.
0: How about I just, that? I, I love the idea, man. That's innovative thinking. I just love the fact that there were fans there that were behind this dude in line. And they're just like, is that an is that an alligator? What is going on here? And he's like, no. What do you mean I can't go in? Like, I was going to get him a thing of dipping Dots and a, and a Polish sausage. You're telling me Wally can't come into the game? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> he's like, no, I get
1: so much anxiety without my gator." Like, you guys got to let me bring him in. And everyone's like, "Well, now I am. I'm having a fucking panic attack because I'm eating peanuts next to a, a five foot alligator." <laughs> I'd try to go to a baseball game. This is not the fucking Cincinnati Aquarium, okay? So yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. You know, shout out to that guy. I, I he sounds like a smart individual. He's we're gonna see a news story in like three weeks that he was decapitated in his sleep, but um so far so good with him
0: yeah he says he sleeps on the alligator's head so that's exactly what's coming it's like that story where the dude was sleeping with a snake for years and years and they they found out later once he like took him to the vet and said this this snake's been acting weird lately it's just like it's been doing some weird motions that it hasn't done in the past and they 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 brought in like a snakeologist and he said oh yeah that thing's sizing you up it's just waiting to the point where it's big enough to be able to eat you and he's like oh So that's what's going on there. A chess grandmaster, Hans Niemann, so one of the best chess players in history, denies using a vibrating sex toy to cheat. So he was playing Magnus Carlsen, and for those of you that don't know Magnus Carlsen, he's an absolute superstar. Back when the Choice Cuts gambling page, which is my gambling page, was rolling, we threw out a banger, a a 10-unit play of the week, Magnus Carlsen money line in a chess game. And we had no idea how chess worked. We just knew that Magnus was going to win. And apparently these games go through like the course of two weeks. So we were just waiting on this ticket to cash for like two weeks. Eventually it did. It was like a minus 375 money line. But literally this is an open ticket for like two weeks. I was getting ready to hit up the boogie. Like, hey, uh, can you just close this thing? Like it's it's been open for 10 days at this point. I don't know what I'm doing. But um, anyways, everyone assumes that Hans Niemann, had to cheat to get on magnus carlson's level and so this was back in september of 2022 the, these stories it doesn't matter what the date is because they're ridiculous it did just get brought up on piers morgan uh more on that in a second so neiman sat down to play the norwegian grandmaster magnus carlson in st louis missouri neiman won but was accused by carlson of cheating a claim which has sparked a huge legal row between the pair. And basically, Piers Morgan asked him, to be clear on the specific allegation, have you ever used vibrating anal beads while playing chess? And Neiman said, absolutely not. Erroneous. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. But the claims are out there that Neiman was getting signals from someone through the remote-controlled anal beads. Thoughts on this?
1: let he cast the first stone that is without sin. Because if you're not, I don't care what career you're in, if you're not having a, a, a plug into your ass while you're doing it, you're doing it wrong, okay? That's the way to success. You have to have something plugged into your butt um, to really be able to operate on an efficient level. But I lo- I saw this story from so long ago, and I, I like dug into it a little deeper, and it's so funny. What they were claiming was, that he had, like, uh, some guy, like, on a software that basically, like, if, if you had, like, an AI essentially run a chessboard, they would tell you, like, the perfect moves to make based on the other move. So then he would, like, they would send a signal, like, a double vibration. Like, it would be, like, he's like, oh, um, rook, rook to C6. We're
0: going to move the rook to C6.
1: And so I just love the idea of questioning a man, like, is there something in your fucking ass, buddy? Like, the way you're playing chess makes me seem like dude, you got something plugged into your butt, dude. So, I, I, everyone claimed on the internet, too, that it's a guaranteed fact that he had something in his ass. Like, all the chess-like heads, because they were like, this move would have never made sense unless you were using, like, an algorithm, blah, blah, blah. So, the jury, apparently, to the chess people, is that he did have a anal beads pretty far up there, and
0: that's how he ended up uh, competing with our guy. Neiman, what a – speak of a center i mean that is just hey people go to crazy heights to cheat you know sometimes you cork your bat other times you plug your butt with anal beads so it, it happens from time to time how about this one an alabama band director who wouldn't stop performing at a football game is tased and arrested by police did you happen to get a load of this one
1: i didn't see any of this was there video footage of this
0: so there is body cam footage that th- shows three Birmingham officers repeatedly asking the band director for this high school minor to stop playing. It's about 20 minutes after the game, and he's like, no, he's you know, he's the maestro. He's like, no, hold on, let us finish this song. Things escalated so quickly that the band director was hit with a stun gun several times by one officer, then placed in handcuffs, according to the video. So l- let's just run through the whole thing and give you a, a, a visual of this one. The body cam video starts at the 18-minute mark after the game ended, shows an uh, officer approaching, and he says, time to go, buddy. Y'all got to come down, tell the tuba players to knock it off. Game's over. We're turning the lights off. The officer then starts speaking with the director, telling him he's being disrespectful. The band director says, get out of my face. Get out of my face, with his hands in the air. The director then tells the sergeant, this is the band's last song, the director then Turns towards the first officer, tells them again, get out of his face. The officer says, what are you going to do about it? So it's getting spicy at this point. The situation continued to escalate. The sergeant threatened to contact the school, and one of the officers told the director, he's going to jail. And the guy is still moving his hands, directing the band, gives him the thumbs up and says, jail? That's cool. Literally said that. Has it in a video like, oh, send me to jail. That's cool. Talk about dedication. The dude then got tased and he's and he's still directing the band. He's like, keep going. Keep playing. Come on, Eileen. We're not done yet. The show goes on. So that is a man that stands up for what he believes in. He he went to jail over playing more songs. I mean, that's incredible stuff.
1: I mean, what what was the scenario, though, that Was this guy, was the band that fucking bad that they needed to get police force to shut it down? Like, what's the worst case scenario that a guy keeps playing a tuba after the high school game's over? Like, who, like, what is, who cares about that? They had to bring in, like, the SWAT team to take this guy down. And honestly, if you're going to confront somebody, I would think some of the most unhinged guys on planet Earth are the guys, like, running the high school band. Like you don't want to. I would never want to get in a fist fight with one of those guys. They're they're gonna. They're not gonna do. They'll do anything to win that battle, and they'll get a tuba right up into your grill. And apparently, this guy was willing to face felony charges to let that kid just pl- just live out his dream and keep playing that song, man. I this guy clearly like his wife and him had a huge fight and he's like going through a divorce and he was like, I'm getting fucking arrested tonight. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he
0: he tip he tipped the bottle of Jack very hard at halftime and he had no idea where he was and he was just fired up that uh that his band was putting on a show. He's like, The show does not end until I say it ends. And the officer says, Oh yeah? And, and literally taste him. So Three wonderful stories. This is a segment that makes us laugh. I'm glad to have it back, here, He Feels like the OG chatter to have it back. The reason we stopped this in the first place is because I got a television job. Um, I, I can't remember where I was at at the time. I've been all over the country. But, you know, you can't really run through these stories without getting fired from your job. But now that I'm not in TV anymore, I can say whatever the hell I want. So it's, it's great to be back.
1: No, it is, man. It it, uh, it feels good. And, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, the, the, the big networks aren't necessarily super keen on talking about, you know, people plugging their butts up, playing chess, and, you know, tuba instructors getting <laughs> hazed and wheeled out of high school football games. So I totally get it. But, yeah, glad to be back.
0: Yeah. Hey, we're going to do it every My space top five. I think I've won every single one at this point. You had a lot of death threats over the list that you threw out for fast food. Panda Panda Express at number two, McDonald's at number one. They said this is this is a travesty of a list you're throwing out there, Danny.
1: You got to stand up for what you believe in. okay? and Panda Express is slept on it. I'll fucking die on that hill. okay? a nice little Asian cuisine. It's the only one of its kind. okay? you can't do it. You can't get anywhere else. So I don't want to hear you had Long John Silvers at 5.
0: And okay. A lot of people and a lot of people said exactly what I thought. The chicken box that they have absolutely slaps A and B. I mean any place that puts aside their side item is just it, it's like fried confetti. They just put a bunch of fried stuff in the box and it's not like any sort of fish. It's literally just fried nothing. It's just pieces of like fried flakes and they put it at the bottom and and that just kind of props all the food up. So interesting stuff.
1: Long John Silvers, if you remember in Athens, literally, I think my junior senior year, they had a sign up that said free fish from, it was like 11 to 2 o'clock. They literally were just giving it away. There was nobody, and I mean nobody, in that drive through They were begging people to take it for free, and they wouldn't take it. So to tell me it's in the top five <laughs> is disingenuous, and it's no, a lie. It's-
0: it just goes to show that I mean you just heard the, the real news network stories that I talked about. There are a lot of there are a lot of psychos out there and there are a lot of people that don't even give Long John Silvers a chance. You said I should go to jail for it, and I rebutted with have you even had Long John Silvers? And you said it's been about fifteen years. They've changed up the recipe over the years. Give it give it a go. I went there, I remember Corey Dillon almost ran me over at a uh, Bengals training camp in Georgetown, Kentucky, probably in like 2002, and we went to Long John Silver's after. And my dad was waiting out in the car. He's probably re- listening to you know Rush Limbaugh out there, and and we're ordering our stuff and the people in there there were just two people and they were legit fighting it was a it was a female and a male and they were fighting and by the end of it they were chucking hush puppies at each other just cursing each other out and i think honestly that may be the last time that i had long john silvers but i remember it being delicious so the truth comes out it may have not been my number five i just wanted to get that one in there I'll
1: take your word for it. I mean, it, it got the people. Uh, I guess the point is to keep the chatter going, and that certainly did it. That yeah. and Panth Express were the two most uh, heated uh, selections.
0: It gave us engagement. Uh, it definitely gave us engagement, and that's what we're looking for. Right now, Instagram, at the Chatter Podcast. Go ahead and follow us. We have great content on there. And if you haven't given us a five star review slash um, just subscribe to the show in general, do that right now because we're trying to beat the algorithm. We're trying to pump this content out at the people. Everyone needs a little MySpace top five in their life. Today's topic is cereal, and considering you went first, last I will go with number five: Waffle Crisp, delicious cereal. I was thinking potentially Honeycomb, but I think Waffle Crisp just has a little bit of crunch and a little more flavor to it so my number five waffle crisp
1: I don't hate it I don't hate it certainly uh wouldn't have picked it myself but um I'm gonna go number five fruity pebbles
0: Whoa, fruity dude, that was pebbles. gonna be my number one you're going number five yeah fruity pebbles? Well, this, oh you sicko
1: yeah well this is how the game works brother I'm taking the guy off the board right away and fruity pebbles and you're right there's a there's an argument to have this a little bit higher but I definitely wanted it on my list after apparently I've, I've quote unquote lost the last couple of these. So Fruity Pebbles, the the Flintstone theme, the whole thing, it's a fantastic cereal. I mean, it's literally just straight sugar, but that that's kind of all the, the cereals that are good. So Fruity Pebbles, number five.
0: It's the type of cereal where you eat a bowl, and you have a little bit of milk left and you just pour more in there and, and a little splash oh. of milk and you end up having like seven consecutive bowls. And you're just like, I guzzled down 700 grams of sugar and 300 grams of carbohydrates, my daily limit, and one little sitting. And I had a lot of cereal during the shutdown. I was reviewing cereals and I think Fruity Pebbles was number one on the list. It was It was by far the number one choice. Um, anyways, let's go with my number four. Um, I got to go something fruity now. We're going Captain Crunch Crunch Berries. Some people complain that it messes with the roof of your mouth. I call them a bunch of wussies. Captain Crunch Crunch Berries is great every single time. Back when I was younger, a, a man with severe ADD, I'd be eating them in the morning and I would save all that. Now they make the oops all berries, but I was a pioneer before oops all berries were a thing. I would just eat the white ones. You know, the the actual Captain Crunch first, and I'd save like 20 Crunch Berries in milk ready to go. Oh, it's a treat. YOLO. You only live once, baby. So, number four, Captain Crunch Crunch Berries.
1: I mean, it is insane. Like, it's the most American thing of all time that we just decided, like, as a country, that for breakfast for, like, young kids, we just basically make, we just cut up candy bars, essentially, and put milk on it. Like just little like six year olds are just fueled on just straight up like eating Twix for breakfast basically, and we all just accepted it, which is fine by me because it's fantastic stuff. Well, it's part of a complete
0: um, breakfast with served with a banana and a glass right. of milk. You know, like sure. Sure, you have to or a glass of orange juice. You you remember those commercials back then? Oh, part of a complete breakfast, and there's always the picture of the banana. So you get the banana, and then you're good. Right,
1: right, and um, and so my number four is gonna be frosted Cheerios. Oh my I God. Well, you just,
0: yeah, you just, you just, you're, you're, I'm back on track. Let's put it that way. You're, you're a fool. No,
1: no. Frosted Cheerios, I think, is probably the most slept on cereal in the game right now. Okay. And, it's literally Lucky
0: Charms without marshmallows. So why wouldn't you just false. go with Lucky Charms? No, it's false. literally the
1: same ingredients. I've, no. I've done the research. I'm the cereal guy. I think I know this. Listen, don't put yourself on a pedestal because you had a, you know, a, a massive cereal review social media presence for a while. Okay. Frosted Cheerios are not Lucky Charms, okay? Because Lucky Charms, I think they actually sell these now, too, where that part's frosted. The Lucky Charms buy without the marshmallows are not frosted, okay? You need to get that straight, okay? So they're, they're more like che- regular Cheerios almost. So Frosted Cheerios, very slept on, and I won't hear any negative shit about this particular brand because I think it's fantastic.
0: Number three Uh, We need some chocolate in there. We're diversifying the portfolio. We already have our maple syrup waffle crisp. We already have our fruity cereal and Captain Crunch. I'm going Reese's Puffs. Reese's for breakfast. Yeah, I'm having Reese's for breakfast. You're not going to be an astronaut eating these things, but they are delicious. Um, Not nutritious, but Reese's Puff cereal. Uh, That's a good number three.
1: No complaints there. Um, I will go number three. I'm not diversifying shit. Okay, we're just playing the hits over here. I'm going tricks. Number three. Silly yeah, rabbit. Silly rabbit. Tricks off for kids. The tricks no, are delicious. not delicious. Tricks are not for kids. They're for 30-year-old bald men um that are, you know, late night snacking. That's what tricks are for. Because I think tricks are fantastic. I've never had a bad bowl of tricks in my life. So number three, tricks.
0: Yeah, tricks is on my list. Uh, you took that from me. So I gotta go with number two, and we will go with Um, now it's tough. I'm in a tough spot because I think if I go with a different number two, you're going to take my number two and then I'm going to be in a tough spot to where I potentially have to put like grape nuts at number one. So I'm going to go with, um, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take, uh, eh, Eh, let's go Cocoa Pebbles. Cocoa Pebbles at number mm. two. We'll throw another chocolate one in there. Fruity Pebbles are fantastic. Cocoa Pebbles are very good, too. It turns the milk chocolatey. So...
1: I mean, yeah. Any, any of the Pebbles really deserve... The Pebbles family. This. Yeah. The Pebbles yeah.
0: family is essentially like... Yeah, Pebbles it's like the... Uh, it's like the Kennedys, you know? It's just... They know what they're doing.
1: The, yeah, the Pebbles, you can't... Yeah. No knock on the Pebbles. They know what they're doing with cereal. Um, as far as my number two, shit. So, full disclosure, Captain Crunch was going to be on my list, but I feel like with the you did the berries, you so I peanut feel like butter. I'm just going to toss. I'm going to ah, no, I'm not a coward. Um, we're not doing peanut butter, <laughs> but I'll go with two. I'll go Frosted Flakes. I'll go Frosted Flakes at two. Is that
0: going to be on your list? No, no. You just left my number one on the board waiting for me. I can't wait to hear your number oh, one. I-
1: I, yeah, well, I have a feeling you're going to take mine here right now. But yeah, uh, I'm taking it
0: more than good. They're, they're fine. Great. Yeah, they're Tiger, they're fire. They're fire. Frosted flakes are fantastic. They're good stuff. Yeah, you can't complain about it, a bowl of frosted flakes. um wow. it, It's an American classic.
1: I already know I made a mistake. I'd go with your next one.
0: It's Cinnamon Toast Crunch,
1: baby. Shit. Rounding out
0: the top five. Yeah, that's that's what happens. That's why the MySpace top five is a great game. You got to allocate your picks. This was number two on all my mock drafts, but you went right out of the gate, Fruity Pebbles, and took my number one. So we're going CT Crunch numero uno, and I think that's another win for Chuck. I mean, you got freaking Cheerios and Frosted Flakes in there. No one wants to hang out at the Houdini's. Michaela, you got to get, you get, you get your boyfriend to step up his cereal game. This is just a, a cowardice act by the bald bandit
1: i'll be honest me and my staff did not foresee this this happening because now i'm staring at my board and and i'm not loving what i'm seeing as far as the number one selection um shit let's go i'm not gonna do you know what i'm not gonna do lucky charms people probably want me to do lucky charms i'm not gonna do it because i do think it's got to be a complete serial and if you don't get a marshmallow in every bite, I don't think it's very good. I think it's it's worthy of top five, but it can't be one. I'm gonna go Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops at number one. I it's a solid. Is it number one? Probably not, but it's it is good. They have them at every cereal. hotel.
0: Yeah, they have them at every single They're hotel. Great. Yeah, it's good.
1: They never have a bad bowl of Fruit Loops. Nobody's ever complained about their Fruit Loops bowl. They got a good little mascot that led bird or whatever the hell he is. Um, he's good. So, Froot Loops, we're going to go number one. Not ecstatic about it, but I think it's going to be a productive uh, productive cereal moving forward.
0: No doubt about it. Hey, that music's going. That means the studio is just about out of time. We got to roll, but I do want to run through some of the, the stuffs real quick, I guess you could say. Apple Jacks, that was on the, yep. the big board that didn't make it. Yeah. Honey Nut Cheerios lowers your cholesterol. Everyone needs that. Um, the Pop-Tart cereal is actually delicious, believe it or not. I don't even know if it's in stock anymore, but I, I reviewed it, and I think it got like an 8.8 during the cereal reviews. So that's on there. Uh, what else are we missing? Grape Nuts is literally like eating gravel. The Jolly Rancher cereal, no, that was the worst thing I've ever had in my life. The Sour Patch Kids cereal, Jail. Um, Cocoa Puffs. Puffs. Cocoa Puffs, yeah, Honeycombs on there. Uh, if you like Smacks, you're probably a huge loser. If you like Kicks, you're probably a huge loser. Um, but, yeah, that, that's that's about the full list for me. Uh, if, you, if you just go straight up cornflakes, you better be dumping two spoonfuls of sugar on there, or you're a weirdo, too. Wheaties, it's not the breakfast of champions. Oh. It's it's the breakfast of, of just people without taste buds, quite frankly.
1: Oh, 100%. What's the, what is it? Frosted... Uh frosted wheats or frosted mini wheats
0: yeah that's a solid many wheats yeah frosted no. mini wheats crackling oak brands another one.
1: Oh no they need to get out of there i mean listen I, I know you want to grow up every now and again and be an adult and you know eat your bowl of raisin bran because you think you're you know some superstar no you, you gotta hit you gotta hit, fucking play the classics dude <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta get your frosted cheerios your frosted flakes your tricks your fruit loops your, your fruity pebbles. These are the things you need to have. Even if you're an adult, I don't care how old you are. The second you start saying, "Oh, I'm 35, I can't have a bowl of fruity pebbles," that's the second you're dead. Okay? So let that be a lesson to everybody. Don't do, don't do the bullshit healthy cereal. All right? I'm, I'm over it.
0: If, if you remembered one thing from today's show, as you are potentially walking into work, or finishing up a little bathroom break, or just on your lunch break, or whatever it may be, if you remember one thing about the Chatter Show today. It's not the anal beads. It's not the Cincinnati Bengals improving to two and three. It's just forget the healthy woods. Eat whatever you want. It's cereal time, everyone. Go get yourself a bowl. You deserve We're it. Yeah, you deserve it. We're cross-promoting for cereal right now. Have a great week, everyone. We'll talk to you later this week.